it's time to hear the word of God. I'm so excited when I hear about the word of God because the word of God is power and it's quick and it's sharp. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, our Lord and our God, we give you praise. Thank you for your faithfulness over us. Thank you, Jehovah God, for your loving kindness. We appreciate you for your grace and your mercy upon our lives. Thank you for your word that is you. The Bible says in the book of John, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Thank you for that word. As we are ready to hear your word, Father, we lift up this time unto you. Take preeminence. Speak to us by yourself. Use me, Jehovah God, as your oracle. As you are speaking forth to parents, I also am a parent. Speak to me also. Let your name be glorified. Let Jesus be seen and let Jesus' name be magnified. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. So parents, congratulations. You are not answering. Congratulations. Why am I saying that? Because God has given us gifts. Children are gifts from God. So our theme for 2021 Children's Day is Psalm 127 verse 3. I will read it in TPT version and then in NLT. It read thus, children are God's love gift. I love that. Children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. I'm sorry, we are going to do it like the way we normally do it in our baby class. Let's read that scripture together. Children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. Indeed, they are. You see, when you have, thank God we have one of our, uh, <laughs> one of our mothers is expecting. You see, when you have them like that, everybody will be looking, oh, people, if, for example, when you go out, oh, how far are you? Oh, and then when you have the baby, oh, he looks so cute. He looks so adorable. And he's really looks that because they are precious in the sight of God. And we parents, we have to realize that. We have to recognize and understand that God has given us gifts. They are indeed gifts from God. I will read it in NLT. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Imagine, God loves us so much. He created a man and a woman. And he blesses us with his love gift because they are special to him. And we have to take care of them as gifts from God. So what is a gift? Let's just go. What is a gift? A gift is a thing given willingly to someone without payment. Just as John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. So that same way, God gave us the gift of our children. And because a gift is something we receive without payment, like because of the situation of things, you will see us pack stuff that we want to give to our kids, especially today. But kids, don't worry, you will get double gift. 2022, by the grace of God. <laughs> So gifts are what we don't pay for. For example, now you pack a gift and you wrap it up. You put uh, ribbons and all that. Somebody 
comes in and gives it to you, a gift bag. That is a gift. You didn't pay for it. But that person just wants to, you know, recognize you, appreciate you. And he packs that gift and gives it to you. So that is a gift. So, so in the present, in the Nelson Bible Dictionary, gift is the act of bestowing a favor or an item on another person without expecting anything in return. That is Bible Dictionary. So you see, this gift that God gave us, we didn't pay nothing. He just gave it to us because he loves us. So God is the giver of every good gift. That is Matthew 7, 11 and James 1, 17. He said, every good and perfect gift comes from God. That means our children, they are good and they are perfect because God is the one that gave them to us. So every good and perfect gift comes from God. And we have to accept it and value them. We have to accept that God, God's love gift and value that gift. We have to place value on them. God has a design plan for each child. And he loves them. So we have to accept them, love them, and ask the giver, how do I take care of this child? Especially thank God that we are all children of God, that we are all Christians. We have to train these children in the way that the giver wants us to train them, not the word. W-O-R-D is the word of God and not W-O-R-L-D. Because the giver knows what it entails to take care and raise that child in a godly manner. That is our topic, raising a godly child. How do we raise a godly child? Because God is the giver and we have to raise them in the way that he wants us to raise them because he's the giver. We don't have our children from ancestors. No, God gave them to us. And he has a way that he wants us to raise them. So gracing godly children requires caring and nurturing them. We have to care and nurture them. For example, when we give birth to a baby, if we don't care and nurture that baby, the baby will not grow. Because as you care for them, as they begin to feed them, before they come out from the womb, they are feeding on what the mother is eating. But when they come out, we have to feed them. You see, they will take them to the nursery where they keep the babies in the hospital. And when it's time for the mother to feed the baby, they will bring the, the baby to the mother in, that, in the room because they know that that child needs to be fed. Even so, those are the medical people. They know that the child needs feeding and they start feeding that child. That is how we care for them and then we nurture them. So caring and nurturing is one of the way that, we re that is required to raise a godly child. We care for them in every stages of their life. You see, we have stages of children's life when you go to all those books. Infancy, bath. You will see them bath to three months, to six months, to 12 months, to 18 months. And then they become toddler. And after toddler, they grow and they become and they get to the stage of going to the middle school, the high school, the college, and all that. But parents, our role and our responsibility 
is to care and nurture for our children. It is not the job of daycare. It is not the job of babysitter. Before you get your baby to the babysitter, you will take care of him or her. At least you take the shower, you dress them up, you pack their bag, you put everything that they need. The milk, the diapers, everything, changing clothes. That's how we are caring and nurturing them. Because it is our responsibility to take care and nurture the gift that God has given to us. So parenting starts from the first day that you have them in the, in the womb. And God requires every parent to take care and nurture their children, to have a well-balanced life in his will, not in the will of the world. You see, the situation of things since last year, pandemic, nobody ever knows in, 20, in 2019 that what we experience will come to be. But God knows because he's the beginning and he's the end. He knows this time and he knows what we need to take care of them. Because some of them, they are home five days. We have to do homeschooling. We have to do our job. At least you walk off from home. And you have to take care of what, they, what has to be taken care of. And this now makes parents to know the role that God is using the teachers to carry out in the classroom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so... We have to care and nurture for the God's love gift because they are precious to the giver. So as, as Christians, parents, we must always pray for our children, no matter what age they are. Even as they grow, they are baby, childhood, they get to teenage years, they get to young adult, and they get married. It is still our responsibility to pray for them. You see, I, I thank God for my parents, because God used them to care and nurture and train me to be what I am today. I am grateful to God. Even though they have been with the Lord, they are resting. But I thank God because God used my parents to train and they taught me a lot. They taught me a lot. Each time before my mom went to be with the Lord, I remember my dad. My dad will wake up. Everybody has to wake up by 6 a.m., morning prayer. Then we thought our father is just, just stressing us. Why do we have to wake up by 6 a.m. to pray? My dad will say a normal human being is supposed to sleep for 7 to 8 hours. If you are sleeping more than that, my dad would we mention to you, that's just laziness. My dad will wake up and boil water. So humble. I learned a lot. Parents, please, it is our responsibility to train, to care, and nurture our children in the way of the Lord. Because I remember then, my dad, everybody, you have to go to church. Everybody. Either you are sleeping, dozing, you have to. But to God be all the glory. So parents, we have a role to play in the lives of God's love gift that God gave us. When Elizabeth... This is the story of Elizabeth in Luke 1, 41 to 44. Let's read it, please. And it happened, this is a baby in the womb. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe lived in a womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Imagine a baby in the womb. 
Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me? She thought about it. That the mother of my Lord should come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby in my womb lit for joy. Imagine in the womb, the Spirit of God is walking. So parents, don't think that, oh, this baby has not come, I'm still in my womb. You can start speaking and caring and nurturing that baby from your womb because that is how you are raising them. Because they hear your voice, even though they are still in the womb. But they hear because they are living soul. So when the baby is delivered, parents need to feed the baby with milk. And when they get to time of solid food, you feed them with solid food. So brethren, we must trust and rely on God for proper guidance. For the whole being of a child, their spirit, their soul, and their body. And we care for each child. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. We don't have what it takes to take care of them. But God has what it takes to take care of them, to raise them in a godly manner. That is why we need to seek him and trust in him. And ask him, God, I need your guidance. Lord, I need your grace. He said that grace is there for us. Because grace is what we don't work, we don't work for it. But he gave, us, he gave it to us anyway. The grace is there. So let's ask for that grace. To nurture and care for our children. So my brothers and sisters, it is our God-given responsibility to take care of our children in love. Not, not in harshness. Even though sometimes they do stuff that you will say, it will make us to be angry. But at the same time, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. We have to balance it up. So God loves us with an unconditional love, sincere and deep love. Same way God wants us to care and nurture the precious gift, the God's lovely gift, the flock that he, is, he has put under our care. That those are our children. Even when they grow to young adults, we still have our responsibility. It is just that when they get to that stage, the way we are now caring and nurturing them when they are still young, it will be different because they are growing. So 1 Peter 5, 2 to 3, it says, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care because, you see, God is now instructing us that we should be shepherds of God's flock that is under our care, that is our children, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing. We have to be willing and we have to be ready to carry out this responsibility. God wants you to be. You see, he said, God wants us to be. Not pursuing this honest gain. Be eager to serve. We have to be eager to serve them. Even if we give them responsibility, we give them chores. It is the grace of God that can help them to do those things. We have to realize that. See, I, I, we are learning every day. I am learning as I am raising my children. I thought before that I have to use force. But with force, force cannot do nothing. 
We have to instruct them. We have to care and nurture them in love. Trusting God that everything that we are putting in them, it will bear fruit to the glory of God. Number two, after caring and nurturing, we have to train them. Proverbs 22.6. We are going to dwell so much on this. Train up a child in the way he should go. That means there is a way. There is a way. Not the way of the world, as I mentioned earlier, but the way in the will and in the word of God. Train up a child in the way he should go so that when they grow old, they will not depart from it. So how do we train them in the way that they should go? You see, training and teaching is almost similar. Training begins from home. Training a child, a godly child, it begins from home. Because society cannot train our child for us. Neither can the school train our child. The school has their own part to play. They teach them the education. But we parents, we have to start training our child from home. Also, home is the best place to make disciples of our children. Because their initial developmental stages start from home. You see, as they are growing, you will think that a baby also doesn't know what they are doing. When they are growing months, they know what they are doing. They want you to carry them when they notice that you always carry them in their hands. And they, are, they get used to it and they want you to carry them. They will cry, cry, cry. Carry me, mommy. Carry me, daddy. But that's where we have to start training them. As long as we have, we have we fed them, as long as we change, they are not wet, then you know that they can sleep on their own bed, on their own baby bed. So we have to train them from home. Parents, we need to be very careful how and what we use in training our children. That means we need the Bible, the word of God, to train them. You start speaking that word, even in their tender age, they hear. The reason why I say that, thank God, I have three. To God be all the glory. And I'm learning in my baby class, the Sunday school class. We teach them, you know, we have pictures because you have to use visual for those younger ones. Because when they see and they hear. And what amazes me is when we now start asking them, memory verse. We think they are not hearing as they sit in that baby's. When they get to like one, we just see them. All those memory verse, you will see them. They are reading. They, are, they will be telling us. They say, God, it is good to train these children in the way of God because they hear. They listen. It goes to them because they still have a fresh memory. The memory is building. So we have the responsibility to train our children in the way that they should go. And what is that way? The way of God. Do we use the same method our parents use in training us? Do we use societal norms or our own human understanding? These are not the right manual. The right manual is the word of God to train our children. The right manual is the word of God. Number three, teach them. We are still dwelling on that. Proverbs 22.6. We have to teach them. We have to teach them about Jesus. I don't look at those children that their age is too young to hear about the gospel. 
That is where we start teaching them. We teach our children in the children's department about Jesus. But parents, it is our responsibility to teach them about Jesus in the home. Because God, they are our disciples. We have to disciple them. You have to teach your child about Jesus. Teach them that Jesus loves them. Teach them that Jesus wants to have a relationship with them. Let them know that they are a gift from God. Tell them, you are a gift for me. You, are, you will not bring sorrow. That's what the word of God says. He said, the gift that God gives us, they will not have sorrow. They are gifts and they will bring blessing and grace to us, their parents. So teach them that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. Teach them that Jesus Christ is the healer. Don't think that, oh, it's too, that, that concept is too, it's too, it's too much for, for this child. No, it's not. That is how they learn that Jesus can heal them, as long as they understand. Teach them that Jesus is our deliverer. Teach them that Jesus can help them to say the truth at all times. Let them know that it is not their own strength, because the Bible says we can do all things through Christ, who gives us the strength. He supplies the strength. Teach them the truth. Don't lie to them. Don't call red white. Let them know real. See, pandemic. They are seeing what is going on. And they are faced with a lot of challenges, my, 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 uh, my brothers and my sisters. So God has placed us in their life. God has given us the role and responsibility to train them in the way that they should go. Pray about the name that we give our children. Don't let us just give them just any names. Because God has given us, we are knowing much better each day. Speak the word of God over your children. Not the word on TV. Because it's a lot of th things on TV. There are things that are good and there are things that are not good. Dedicate them to the Lord. Bring them to the Lord. Thank God we have a baby dedication today. Because we understand that you dedicate them to the Lord. Samuel, when he was young, you see, because uh, his mother went through a lot before he had him. And when Samuel was born, because he, she vowed, let's read it. For Samuel, don't worry, we'll get there. Because the way that I put it, don't worry, I will, let me just be going, we'll get there. So in teaching them, so teaching is imparting knowledge and providing information because you see these are our children they want to they want information when you are teaching them they will ask you from where who, who, who said that where did you but then when we are teaching them we teach them in the word of God open the scripture and read it to them teach them about Jesus teach them about the virgin birth of Jesus Christ teach them all this principles and basic that is very important. And as we are teaching them, we have already entrusted them onto, into God's hands. That God, as I'm teaching this child, help him to understand. And they will, because God is the giver of wisdom. Wisdom comes from him. So the best and right manual for parenting is the word of God. So children comes from God and he alone knows what we need to teach them to make them what he had ordained them to be. And perfect, and perfect his will in their lives. Isaiah 54, 13, he said, I will teach all your children 
and they will and, and they will enjoy great peace. When the children are enjoying great peace, we also, the parents, we enjoy great peace because we are seeing them growing. So God be all the glory for all that God is doing in this, our church. Praise the Lord. Thank God for our daddy, our mommy. We have different sections in the church. You have the children department. You have the youth. You have the young adult. We have every aspect of all that God has placed in our lives. In addition to the role of us parents teaching them from home. So Jesus is the one that will help us in our teaching. He said he would teach them, but he will use us to teach them. Because he said, I will teach all your children and they will enjoy great peace. Jesus continued in John 6, 45a. Jesus continued, it has been written by the prophet, they will all be taught by God himself. That's additional to that Isaiah 54, 13. He said, Jesus continued, it has been written by the prophet, they will all be taught by God himself. If you are really listening to the Father and learning directly from him, you will come to me. So, so you know that is an additional to what that first part, that what we read there, that our children shall be taught by God. And he's going to use us, our, the father, the mother. That's why it's very important that both parents should try to train their children. But if by any circumstances, it's only one parent remaining, that parent also, because you are in the Lord, the Lord will give you the ability, the wisdom, and the know-how how to train them. God always fills the gap because he's a wonderful and gracious God. So Timothy, you see, Timothy was taught about the scripture by his mother from childhood. It profited him greatly. He had godly wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting in God, Jesus. That's 2 Timothy 3, 15. You have been taught by the Holy Scripture from childhood. So there is no, nothing. We have that responsibility. It is our role to teach our children from childhood, from infancy. So childhood, as they are growing, and they have given you the wisdom. This was talking about Timothy, to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. Thank God to the glory of God. So many of our children, when we get to that stage, and minister that they have to give their life to Christ. When Nicodemus, we try to teach them all those stories so that they will hear that these are, these are real happenings. These are real situations in the Bible. And you will see some of them. They will be asking questions. Parents, when these kids are asking questions, please don't push them up. Oh, don't, don't ask again. Let them ask the question. And we are supposed to supply the answer using the word of God. Because when you start teaching them, you know, like from, teach them the word. They will see that it is written. It is not the word from mommy. It is not the word from daddy. It is the word of God. So we should teach them and preach the gospel to them. Let them know about Jesus. Let them know that they have to give their life to Christ. Let them know about salvation. They can understand it. So with the various challenges in the society, the sensitive situation that we are in, in the world, we need to trust God through the guidance of the Holy Spirit to guide us 
in raising godly children each day because we have to raise them in the will of the giver because God is the giver of the gift. And in regards to the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, but the helper, that is John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. He will bring to remembrance all that he has pronounced to us to teach our children. Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 7. You see, the reason why we have to teach our children. The Bible says here, and you must commit yourself all utterly to this command that I'm giving you today. Even though it was them, but he's talking to us today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home. You know, when you are at home. And when you are on the road, maybe you are driving or you are dropping them before they get to school. And when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. That means the word is important. As the word is important to us parents, it's important to raise, a God, to, to raise godly children. Say so we should teach them from home and when you are on the road. And when you, are, when, you are, when you are going to bed. And when you wake up. So that means the giver knows the importance of the word in their lives. Because the word is what will structure them. Preach and teach about salvation to, your, to our children. We can read that later. Romans 1.16. Teach them about the word of God, the scripture. Joshua 1a says, this book of the law shall not depart from our mouth, including in the lives of our children. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. Let's teach it to them. Let them begin to think and meditate about the word. Thank God for those three younger ones that he gave to memorize, give us the scripture. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. It is the word that can help them to have good success. Even in school. It is the word that can give them the basic that they need. That, oh, I know God, God promised me that I will have more knowledge than my teachers. It is in the word of God. So when we teach them that they will know that, oh, math is not, it's not a big deal. Because then too, I used to be fearful of math. <laughs> but thank God that my parents taught me that don't look at the bigness in that thing. Look at it that God can help you to go, to, to go over it. God can help you to, 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 to whatever is hard, is able to help you to scale through it and you'll be victorious and you'll be successful. So same way, let them know, tell them that, teach them that, oh, things may come Circumstances may come, but don't look at it that, oh, it's bigger than you. You are able to soar over it. You are able to go over it. And God will give you victory. Praise the Lord. Correct and discipline them. You are still in that, train up a child in the way that you should go. Because you correct and discipline them. Proverbs 10, 17. We correct them in love. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life. You see? People who accept discipline, because God disciplined us too as his children. He said they are on the pathway to life. But those who ignore correction, we go astray. So because here, our here, 
It's very important to hear that discipline, to take it with joy, even though it doesn't look like, oh, can I be joyful? When they are disciplining me, they take my, they take my notebook, they take something away from me. It is for them to learn the path of life. Even the Bible, the Word of God agrees with it. Same Proverbs 12, 1. To learn, you must love discipline. Children, to learn, you must love discipline and correction. It is stupid to hate correction. You see, that's what the Bible says. So we have to be willing and we have to love to be disciplined. Because don't think that, oh, mommy, mommy is too harsh. Daddy is too harsh. We can discipline you, but we discipline you in love. Parents, let's discipline them in love, not in harshness. God's word tells us that all discipline is necessary for training towards righteousness. Parents, I encourage us to discipline our children in love, not in anger. Because when we do it in anger, in our own flesh, we do it over the way that God will want us to do it. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide us in using the right discipline. Discipline and correction in love using the scripture. Discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind. That is Proverbs 29, 17. Discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make you your heart glad. You see, discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart to be glad. Don't think that, oh, I don't want to get, make that child... I don't want to upset that child. It is okay for us to discipline them in love. If you pamper them and you say, oh, you will see that that thing, they may not understand that it is not right for them to do that. So that's why it's our role to correct and discipline them. Bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. That is Ephesians 6, 4b. We bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord, the giver. You see, that's where he asks us, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. By the way you treat them, by the way we discipline them, by the way we care for them, by the way we nurture them, by the way we train them, but we should bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So that means we need God. We have to partnership with God in this, in raising godly children. Number five, correct them, uh, bring them to the Lord's presence. Praise the Lord. Bring them to the Lord's presence. First Samuel, that was what I mentioned then, so we are in it. First Samuel 2, 11, 18. You see, then Elkanah returned from, returned home to Ramah without Samuel. That was Samuel's father. Elkanah returned home to Ramah without Samuel, and the boy served the Lord by assisting Eli, the priest. They left Daniel with the priest, so they brought him to the Lord. It is not us now. Maybe you bring them to church and say, leave them there. This was then, but we can dedicate them to God. 18. But Samuel, though he was only a boy, a young boy, served the Lord. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest. Imagine a boy, a young boy. He served the Lord. So children, you can serve God at that age. And that's how God will be building you up. See, 
I always, you know, I'm, I'm so glad whenever I see this, our young adult that comes and ministry. It gives me joy because God helped their parents to train them. And they humbly accepted that, the correction, the discipline, the training, and what they have been taught. And God is now using them. And we are all glad that, oh, is this not the boy dead? It is not the, 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 the little girl dead? So please, we need, that is our responsibility. We bring them to the Lord. Jesus Christ also in Luke 22. Jesus was presented by his parents to the Lord. That is to dedicate them. So we should bring them to the Lord. But that's, so Samuel served the Lord with a sincere and humble heart, which resulted in, and the child grew up in stature, favor both with the Lord and men. Because he served God and he had favor with men and with God. So you see how important it is for us to dedicate our children to the Lord, to the Lord's presence. We need to do that. Don't worry, we'll have another time to continue with the teaching. I'm not going to rush because it's a very, very important, sensitive thing that we have to be reminded of as parents. So let's read that Luke 2.22 because Jesus was presented. Then it was time for their purification. That was then. Offering as required by the law of Moses. Thank God we are in the dispensation of grace. After the birth of a child, so his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. So it is very important. Don't just see them that they are baby, that all parents come to dedicate them to God. It is important that we should bring them to the presence of the Lord. Let's bring them to the Lord. Even though we, have, we, have, we, are, we are doing our own responsibility in our homes, teaching them, caring for them, nurturing them. But when the time comes, when they reach certain months, let's bring them to the presence of the Lord. It is, it is very important. It had a very strong spiritual implication in their lives. Because there too, they will see that, oh, I'm no longer in the home. Oh, I'm in the surrounding of the church. And they see a lot of people going up, up and down. And by the grace of God, very soon, God will give us liberty to come out. Everybody will be able to come to church. And we go back to our different sections, the Sunday school. Don't look at them, oh, they are baby, let me hold them. Bring them, dedicate them to the presence of the Lord. It is very important. Parents, I encourage us to let our children belong to each of these groups according to their age level in the church. Thank God for technology. At least they, they are able to go on Zoom. They are able to go on Google Meet. Thank God I'm learning too. I know what is Google Meet. It was only Zoom that I knew. But now I, I know about Google Meet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you see, God knows that this time, sensitive time that we have is going to come to being. And he already made availability for everything. Imagine. Every child is learning online. And it's a challenge. Even me, to me, working from home, I sat, I will, I will sit for hours. Sometimes I say, you know what, well, let me stretch my leg. Let me walk around. So same thing, encourage them because they have a lot of challenges. Imagine a child sitting and learning online. Let's pray for them. Let's pat them at the back and say, my child, 
Don't worry, this time shall pass. That encouragement goes a long way in them. They will know that mommy and daddy, oh, they are there for me. They know what I'm going through. So you see, we have a part to play. So bring them to the Lord's presence where they will learn and know the truth. And the truth will set them free from all the contrary lies of the devil. Because they are out there. There are a lot of contrary lies of the devil. The Bible says in the book of Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Do not be conformed to the standard of this world. There is a standard of the world, W-O-R-L-D. But the standard of the word of God, W-O-R-D, is very important in our role as responsib and responsibility to train our child in the word of God. Because when you train them in the word of God and they are out there with other things that are not in the word of God, that word that you have instilled in them will come forth and say, no, this is not the word. The word of God does not ask me to, to go to contrary to, to the standard of this word because you have, we have done our part. Don't think that they don't hear. They, they hear. And they understand what we are telling them. And it's in them. It's in, in, inbuilt in them. And parents also, let's take stand our ground. And don't go. And don't say, oh, I will leave him. I will. You, we can leave them because when they get to certain age, that those young adults, there is a certain way that we can now train them. Not like when they are younger. That's why we need to trust God. We need to ask God. We, we need to see that God has his own perspective in their lives. God has his own principle in their lives. And we need to recognize and understand that and train them and bring them to God and ask God, God, this is the gift that you have given to me. I need your help. I ask for that every day. God, I need your grace. I need your help. I need your direction. I pray for spiritual wisdom. Parents, we need to pray for our children every day. Every day. Because they are faced with a lot of challenges. When you do your part, you will see that even if the child goes 100 miles away from you, that teaching, that word, that word of God, that presence of God, that dedicated aspect that you have brought them to God's presence, it will continue to go with them. That thing will come forth and say, my child, no, do not follow the standard of this world. Do not say yes to that. No, God doesn't want you to do that because we have already taught them all that. And that word, it doesn't go without coming to fulfillment because the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing. It will pierce to their heart. It will pierce into the situation that they may be facing. And God will give them victory. By the grace of God. So they will be taught of the Lord. God will teach them as we dedicate them. So brethren, we should not look at the babies that they are too young. Let's bring them to the admonition of the Lord. And the Lord will continue to help us. We will continue with this another day. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, our Lord and our God, we give you praise. Thank you for your word. Because you have spoken. We adore you. We magnify your holy name. For the way you reminded us today. That there is a way. That you want us to train these children. 
You want us to care and nurture them in the way of the Lord, in the way that they should go. You want, them, you want us to teach them. You want, you, you, you want us to correct and discipline them in love. Our Abba Father, we thank you because you are the one that gave us the gift. And you don't retrieve back as you have given us the gift. You are always there because you say you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. Our Father and our God, we give you praise. As we are going forth, continue, Jehovah God, to help us to understand that we need the grace. We need the grace and we need to trust in you. Thank you, our Abba Father, because our trust, oh God, in you is not in vain. Lord, we pray, Lord, that all our children, they will continue to be taught by you. And you will continue to give us the know-how from one level of your understanding, from one level of your wisdom, knowledge, and revelation to another of how should we trace them as they are getting older. And we thank you because none of our children will be destroyed. They will all continue to stand in the Lord. And the Lord will continue to make his name to be glorified upon their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying.